Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Again, and welcome to episode 130 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. And I'm Harjit Joha. And we are Cock-A-Hoop. Well, you're Cock-A-Hoop. Well, you're Cock-A-Hoop as well. Well, in that sense, yeah. yes. And Har, you must probably I'm be... I'm just going to be myself. Okay. okay. And the reason we're so happy is that Whitecaps have only been and gone and done it. Heading into the game of Houston... Five MLS games without a win, seven games altogether without a win. You wouldn't have thought after the 2-0 defeat in Dallas that the Whitecaps could get second in the West, first round playoff bye, all the stuff that goes with it. And it all basically stemmed from a great series of results, starting with Casey's loss to San Jose. Last weekend, every result seemed to go in the Whitecaps' favour. Kansas City then lost to Colorado midweek. Shocking, shocking. Shockingly. Which then threw out the possibility that the Whitecaps could finish second if LA did not get a win in, in Kansas City. LA, with all their money bags, but on bad form after a 5-2 hammering by Portland, went into KC, lost 2-1, Whitecaps won 3-0, the rest is history. The That's Whitecaps are second in the West, third in all of MLS. Yeah, it's true. Everything seemed to go the Whitecaps' way. They're like leading into this game, total horrible run on form uh, they're just there was nothing they could do to pick up any points unable like, to score unable to score injuries the, galore yeah and suspensions in the international duty all this stuff going on in the, in the final weeks weird schedule where they're playing a couple of midweek games they had two weekends off in a row yeah. being was, forced to play Darren Maddox yeah it, it, it was a crazy crazy couple of weeks leading in but they pulled it all together against Houston today it, it was it didn't it didn't look like it was going their way because those first two chances in the first 15 minutes, the one where uh, Willis came back and got that fingertips too and then off the bar, uh, Chichera's shot that, that eluded him but got off the bar. It didn't seem like it was going to go uh, Vancouver's way, but it ended yeah, up going. Yeah, Lava had the low shot that was tipped around the post. I was like, oh, what are you yeah. talking about, Willis? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you got to a little bit deeper voice though. What you talking about, Willis? Willis? Yeah. So, uh, and so... It, it, it was an unbelievable run, but it, overall, the, the second half took them 15 minutes. But it, it, you know they got in, they got the first goal, and then two goals following that. It, it capitalized. They capitalized on the breaks. Yeah, I mean, Har, it was certainly squeaky bum time for a bit in the first hour. Or were you confident the whole time that that they were going to get this job done? Well, it was. 
wasn't really sure. This, this first half, they had a lot of good chances. So did Barnes for Houston. I thought David Elstead really kept the team in the f- game in the first half. That wasn't very much talked about in the after the game or during the game at all. But they had the chances in the second half, and they took them because they've had a lot of chances in previous matches, and they've not taken them, and it's come back to kind of haunt them, even though teams behind them haven't jumped them. But we got Mane with a nice curling shot inside the post. Where has that been? He's been quietly underrated and solely improving. Seven goals, I believe six assists this year for the for the kid and two goals at home uh, this year. I, I think the six so assists are more good. important than the seven goals because yeah. it shows that he's he can pass more the ball. balanced. Yeah. Yeah, and his defensive work, which has improved incredibly this yeah. year. Overall, I think he's one of the more improved players. Definitely. And then Kendall Waston, he was the, the last day hero last year. He got the 70th minute goal against Colorado to clinch a playoff spot last season. This season on the last day, took a little bit longer, 72 minutes, but got that crucial second. Because until that second goal went in, there was always an element that they were going to be chasing it and then get caught on a quick breakaway or something. But, I mean, big man came up, out-jumped the two... Houston defenders and it's crazy to think he's only actually got two goals this season yeah and it was a great cross in by Christian Shara put it right in the right spot um, I thought he was very solid we talked about earlier oh yeah I mean having he to stole the ball back. he stole the ball from the keeper set up that first chance and then the crossbar himself I thought he was one of their better players him and Manny really put it and Manny was the one that set up that corner because he's the one that made the run to the end line and forced them to knock it out for the corner so again another another where we're, everybody came together I thought Jordan Harvey was possibly offside. I thought he got a touch on it, but it, it glanced off a of defenders yeah. or one it of the players. It was Will Bruin, I think, Bruin. actually, yeah. yeah so, Future uh, white cap Will Bruin. But <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about we'll, that yeah, later. We'll come to that later. Uh, but uh, overall, I thought, you know, and then the we talk about the third goal. Uh, it was great to see oh, Ernie score man, a goal. Ernie. Yeah, yeah. And we've actually got Ernie coming up later in the show. I think I've possibly done more podcast minutes talking to Earnshaw than he's actually played. Possibly. And he came on in injury time too, so yeah. it wasn't, he, did, he didn't have very many minutes today at all. The, the second goal, as we said, was the key, and it, Teixeira had a part to play in that. Now, we'd spoken before, Har, that for me, Teixeira, from the summer, he's been the White Cats' best player. He's been their MVP for me, definitely player of the season contender. Obviously, he wasn't here the whole time, but his goals and his assists have been huge. When he went off injured against Dallas and it looked really bad that he was going to be out, it was like, crap. Yeah. He, Without him, I don't think we've got anything in the playoffs. But remarkable recovery, back today, and just fantastic to see him back on the pitch. Yeah, he made things happen. He hit the underside of the bar in the first half. He gets the ball. He has huge amount of confidence for such a small player. And He's a, a vital cog in the Whitecaps offense. We've seen him link up with Octavio Rivero quite a bit. Not today, not recently, because Octavio's got the injury with the Achilles. But he's going to be a key contributor for the Whitecaps if they're going to go far in the playoffs. Um, quick poll question. Who would you, if, if both of these guys, are obviously the, they were both injured coming into the game, who is more valuable to them, Teixeira or Pedro Morales? Who would you pick if you had a choice of only one? For me, right now, in form, Teixeira. Teixeira, yeah. yeah. I think that would, that's an obvious one. It would be surprising that people would think, You wouldn't think that going into No, I mean, the only thing that... like Something that Pedro can do is like play passes that no one else on the pitch he sees. He can stretch the field well. So there yeah. is that. I was watching... Actually, it might have been the Toronto-Montreal game I was watching earlier, but there was one break for some game that I was watching that I thought, you know, 
Morales would have seen that the guy was wide open and played the ball across the pitch. And there's not a lot of other players in MLS that can do that. To share a can a little bit. He yeah. does have moments and the man is starting to show it as well. well I mean, let, let's talk about the, the injury crisis. It was looking pretty dire for the Whitecaps on Monday. Although I think I think it's pretty safe to say that the Whitecaps were trying to pull a little bit of wheel over folks' eyes and playing the injuries up a little bit more than they were. Travel to Honduras with a bare, threadbare squad of 14. Lose a player in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> well, Matix made it to half time, but yeah. definitely but he like had a concussion same, or something. Yeah. So he went off at half time. Kofi had to come on, played 45 minutes. Flores gets injured. Parker has to come on and plays 30 minutes. Those two guys today both playing 90 minutes after that trip. Well, look playing. at Russell Tybert, too. Oh, I mean, Russell Tybert, Carroll said after yeah. the game, Whitecaps through and through, really. I mean, I've been quite hard on him. I'm still not 100% convinced he's MLS quality right now. But, yeah, he played us out today. And, and then we're talking about Kofi and Tyburn. We talked about this during the game. We, like, obviously, Kofi got that assist on that Manny goal. It was, a, yeah. it was a pretty easy assist to get, considering Manny did most of the work. But when we looked at the lineup and everything, were you? Surpri- I was surprised. How about you guys surprised that Tybert wasn't starting up top and Kofi was playing the holding spot? I was surprised that Nicholas Mosquito was in there as the attacking midfielder. So, of course, you've got to put in someone to play that position, so they put Kofi in. Keons and Bustos played in Honduras, so they weren't even on the team bench. So, Carl didn't really have very many options, but I thought Gershon did well for himself. Yeah. I, I, I thought, I I thought he missed like some passes. He brought, yeah, no, I, I, I really didn't like what he brought. And for me, I would have had Kofi and Laba as the two DMs, Tiber on the right, Teixeira as the number 10. Yeah, actually, yeah, that might have been better. I mean, I, I just think that would have been none. But Tiber can play the number 10 role as well. But who doesn't matter? It doesn't matter at this point. It was just during the game. But yeah, talking about Mosquito and the injuries, I went to training on Friday, was pleasantly surprised and stunned to find Mauro Rosales, Christian Teixeira and Nicholas Mosquito all running around really hard, playing in the scrimmages, going in hard. Harvey said afterwards when we were speaking to him that Mauro looked like he was in his 20s again and his exact quote was, man, he can turn the clock back. He just looked so young and so good. And he looked the best of the three. Then Mosquito looked pretty sharp. And for me, I thought Teixeira was the one that didn't look that sharp. Then Teixeira's the guy that starts today and the other two are on the bench. Well, Robbo was saying after the game that his medical team told him not to start Nico and Mauro Rosales, and that's pretty much why they didn't play. I guess if you did play them, maybe they aggravate something and you don't have them for the playoffs. We didn't know yeah. if they'd be in the midweek game or the Sunday game, so I guess he err on the side of caution. And that. that was that was another good reason for the second goal, that not only did it give them breathing space and clinched in the second spot, but it meant they basically had to win by that point. So there was no need to bring on Rosales or Mesquita, I felt. They did bring Mauro on and he came through unscathed. I was a bit worried. But now they've got Mauro rested. They've clinched that first round by. And we'll come to that in a little bit. But having that extra week off is going to be huge. So before we look ahead to the playoffs, let's hear a little bit of post-game audio. So first of all, we're going to hear from both the coaches. We're going to hear first from a very enthused Carol Robinson. And then, as always, Steve went into the away locker room to speak to Scotland's very own Owen Coyle. So after all the twists and turns of the season this afternoon, how are you feeling clinching second spot? Obviously we're happy. I'll move it closer. Obviously we're happy. Uh, I think we got what we deserved. I am a big believer in this game if you put the hard work in. 
and do things right, you get your rewards. And I think we got our rewards today. I thought we deserve to win the game against a very good team. Obviously, I know Coley very well and he's a fantastic coach and he'll, he'll get Houston firing next year without a doubt. We knew it would be difficult. They, played, they got good players in the team. Uh, but from the first whistle, we, we went at them. I did think at half-time maybe we weren't going to score when their keeper made Joe made a couple of good saves. But if you keep working hard, then eventually it comes. At half-time, did you know that you were sitting in fifth spot? No. No. I actually said before the game, I, I do not, and this is no disrespect to any other club, it doesn't really bother me because if we didn't win, it didn't really matter. And we didn't deserve to get to where we, we are at the moment if we didn't win. So I didn't want to lose my focus. Because if I lost my focus, then my players lose their focus. So I didn't, I didn't ask. And then I think in the 91st minute, someone told me that maybe that there's a possibility we can finish second. Carl, uh, you finished third overall in the Sports Shield stands. One of the marks of the number of things you've been able to do this year. When the board just got to get a home playoff game second in the West. Finishing third overall must be a particularly pleasing thing. It's great. It's a great achievement. Uh, I'm really you know, proud of the guys in there. I'm proud of the football club. You know, I'm sure that... Gary, all right, that we got to finish second next year to improve on this year. You know, sometimes you get sometimes you get opportunities. We had an opportunity this year where I firmly believe we we recruited a good group of players that could do something special. And I said to him in there, listen, we're not there to make up the numbers now. We're in the playoffs for the second consecutive year, the third time I think in our history. But let's not go and make up the numbers. We're there to try and win it. You know, there's going to be eight teams that obviously are going to try and win it. Let's go and try and have a right good go. So heading into the playoffs, do you have any like playoff superstitions? You're gonna have a lucky sweater, playoff beard started this evening. <laughs> What's wrong with this one? <laughs> <laughs> no, I could be no. a lucky sweater. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I'm not really superstitious. I carry a photo of my father in my pocket. You know that, that's what it is. And in the first half, we we had two or three good chances. At the underside, the crossbar, I looked up for some help. <laughs> I really did because you know we're going through a run of maybe not winning in five games, so I keep getting reminded, but these young players never give in. They don't, and it was just about getting a little bit of luck, and as I said, when they come, you know, wait for a bus, you wait for a bus, and it's delayed, and three come in space of five minutes, so we'll take it, but no superstitions, it's a game of football. You know, you see the atmosphere there, that's the atmosphere that, that we're looking to have next year, it's just in Dino. So credit to Vancouver, we wish them well, uh, a terrific young coach and a, and a, and a very good team, uh, and good luck to them. You don't want to focus on this in a 3 nothing defeat, but look like an obvious handball and Russell Tybert there late in the first half. Could have changed the game. You guys seem to have control the last 20 minutes. What do you think of that, of that decision? Yeah, well, well, ultimately goals change games. We know that. Uh, I've seen them given against us, but it certainly wasn't given today. And again, I think, you know, if they got a goal up, of course it changes it. But for me, Matt, what I've said, and I've said this consistently, when you have, when you get a bloodied nose as we did with the first goal, that's then when you've got to stand up as characters and, and, uh, and look... To, to try and get back in the game and change it. And we didn't do that well enough, so there's no getting away from that. And uh, as I said before, we've looked at this extensively over the course of the season, and we need to get better. It's as simple as that. We certainly know how to do that and what we need to do to, to implement those changes, and that's what we'll look to do now. Because, before, as I've said before, our aspirations are to be in those playoffs fight now, as Vancouver will be now, to try and win that MLS Cup. And uh, so, again, uh, it's there for, for as far as I'm concerned, the technical staff, Matt, myself, my own staff looking at it, we know what we have to do, and we'll make those changes. Coach, you're, you're for, obviously it's your first season in MLS. How, overall, how did you find it for yourself, the ups and downs, the travel and everything like that? Yeah, I think there's a, there's a lot that we've learned. There's no doubt about that. I think when we... Uh, I mean, the league 
uh, is probably like no other. Uh, I would have to say that in respect of the, the travel that's involved in it, because obviously back home you'll, you'll travel 10, 15 miles for a match and such forth. So uh, I think that's been a huge learning curve. Uh, but again, you know, the club as well, we, we recognise we didn't do well as a club, on, uh, well enough on the road last year. We've not done that, as far as I'm concerned, well enough, although we've improved slightly. So we have to make sure that we look to improve again. If we match the, our, our away record with the home record, it will see you in the playoffs. It's as simple as that. So we know what we have to do, but of course it's been a huge learning curve. I think you're right on that. The, the Whitecaps obviously are going into the playoffs, like you said before. What, what are one or two things about them that maybe can help them make that long run into the playoffs? Well, they're a good side. I mean, the Whitecaps have started the season really well and they as similar to most clubs in the league, when you pick up injuries to key players, it can affect your team. But I think they're starting to get a healthy squad back. What they do have, uh, similar to Dallas in many ways, they have, they have real pace on the counter-attack and the transition. You know, with Marnie and Teixeira and Rivero can move as well. So, uh, for me, they're a, I think they're a very good side. They've obviously, you know, invested financially because the wage bill is at a, a fair degree. And all credit to them. I mean, they've got a, a quick, exciting team. And I think, as I say, they'll feel confident, as I say, Carroll will about who he plays, because I think they have good players and a good team. Uh, what's the one thing about Houston that you feel that can needs to be improved, whether it's on the on the pitch or off the pitch, that you can get you guys into the playoffs next year? Well, we just need to. We, it's very simple. We've already we've taken more points than we did last year. We've scored more goals. We conceded less. We have to do better in every one of those three areas. So again, on all three areas, for moving into next year, we want more points than we had this year. We want to score more and we want to concede less. And when we do that together as a team, that will see us found in those championships. Last question, obviously, the disappointment to be out of the playoffs. Um, at this point, do you kind of shut yourself away from watching other games? or do you, Is no, it different thing, for a manager because you want to keep looking no, the at the No, the one thing though is we don't shut ourselves away. We, you know, from tomorrow morning, we, <laughs> we pick ourselves up and we get ready. To, to go to action and make the changes that we need to implement in this club and uh, we'll leave no stone unturned to do that because mark my words when we're having this chat next year it'll see Houston Dynamo in the playoffs I give him more than that okay. thanks a lot cheers So Carl Robinson and Owen Coyle there. Great exclusive you got there, Steve. Owen Coyle guaranteeing that Houston are going to be in the playoffs next season. Yeah, I think he took my question like, you know, are you going to just shut it down and just who cares about the room? <laughs> but, I think, <laughs> but I just meant to say, like, are you going to pay attention to the playoffs or, you know, I was asking all three players, you know, the two players we talked to as well. well. It's either a very brave statement or he knows something that we don't about all 20 teams getting into the playoffs next season. Yeah. I hope to can I bring a more in-depth chat with Owen Coyle. I had planned to speak to him when they were tr- after training on Saturday, but unfortunately I was at the dentist and had some teeth out and couldn't talk. Um, unfortunately for everyone listening, as you can hear, I have recovered. So, Christina, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry I am still talking. Other folk will not get a chance. <laughs> Let's hear a little bit now from today's goal-scoring hero, Robert Earnshaw. Got his second goal of the season. And I spoke to him after the game, just a little bit about today's game, his goal, and also his thoughts looking ahead to the playoffs. So here is Robert Earnshaw. Uh, felt amazing. Uh, and then I was just thinking, don't fall on a somersault. <laughs> <laughs> now, where does this rank as far as the career? You've had a great one, Ernie. Um, 
you get the Canadian Cup, you're in the playoffs now, the job is not yet done, but where does this rank in, the, in your career as, you know, special moments? Awesome, in, in amazing. Um, what a amazing feeling this year has been because it's given me a huge, uh, you know, uh, life and uh, energy. Um, I actually, right now, I feel as good as I've done in the last five years. Um, and I'm 34. Um, I'm feeling like I could play for another three years. Um, so it, it really is a, a credit to the coach, um, but also the energy that we, we come together as a team. Uh, we know it's, it's not finished. We, we know there's a, a, a lot of work. There's a lot of improvements. You know, We know ourselves what we need to do. Even today, at, at times, there's, there's problem solving that we need to do out there. Uh, but it's brilliant because you know right now we can go into the playoffs with confidence. I think that was the biggest thing today is uh, getting a big win, getting a good win against a, a difficult Houston side, uh, getting a few goals and, um, and and taking that extra pressure off going into the playoffs. So so almost we, we go into it free, you know, because we've had a win under our belt. Now you, you were doing the damage on the score sheet too, Arnie, but you're also doing a little bit of mentoring from the bench when Kakuda was was in a little bit of trouble. Like losing the plot. Though, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Off the bench, telling him to keep his head. How important is that you're still this this uh, veteran mentorship leader role on the team? Well, I mean that's what it's been for most of the year, and, and Kakuta especially is uh, is because I, I spoke to him quite a lot and um, and you know shared my knowledge with him quite a lot during the season and, and hang around with him and you know he sits next to me in the locker room, so anytime I I, I can see certain things that I can give advice on I've been doing that it was just the same in the first half when I saw, I saw him uh, retaliate into something where I thought okay I need to step in here yeah. and that's that's what I've been here for um, for all year you know and as you as you kind of become the experienced one uh, and the person who sees difficult moments for certain players you have to step in and, uh, and give that knowledge so it's, it's brilliant it's great for me because I enjoy it because it's I'm a football man, you know, I, I enjoy the game, you know, I, I study the game. So when I can give that study, that, you know, that knowledge that I've got for 18 years and I can pass that on, uh, it gives me a, a, a great, um, you know, just satisfaction. Do you know how many seconds it was between you coming on and, and getting that goal? Was it quicker than Portland though? I think it was quicker, yeah. I think it was quicker because uh, I've... I'm, I'm guessing it was under 30 seconds, I would imagine, because uh, I looked at the clock uh, and it said 90 plus two, and I was thinking, okay, I'm, you know, I might not even get a touch here, you know. So I was just thinking, okay, just there, there might be one chance, uh, and, and that's that's how I, whether it's one minute, I'm going to be on for two minutes or, or 90 minutes. I'm just thinking, just give me a chance and give me one chance. That's all I need. Um, I was just grateful that it came. You know what a what a nice ending to the game, and uh, and you know just I was thinking one chance, that's it, um, which it came. And yeah, I know he's not playing a lot of playoffs as such, but like, do you have any superstitions for stuff like this? Um, I think not so much superstitions. I think um, it's really just analysing yourself and uh, and and preparing. Uh, I think mentally, it's it's going for me. It's it's going the opposite where uh, you get excited, energy, and 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 a build up. Uh, it's actually mentally. It's going the other way, trying to be calm, trying to just stay focused, trying to let your knowledge come out, trying to let your ability come out. Uh, and it's, it's mentoring that, you know, and trying to channel that. Uh, so when the game kicks off, uh, when the playoffs begin, uh, so you're ready, you know, so it's, it's not super energized, crazy, you know, hyped up. It's, it's almost the other way because uh, I played in playoffs where you can get too hyped up 
that it's you're tense. Uh, that's that's the one thing because people think energy, energy, energy. Yes, energy, but you got to be prepared. But calm mind, I think that's the key. And just last thing, very quickly, Com- coming from a country where playoffs are really prevalent, mm. what do you think of the whole playoff system over here? Do you like it? Do you prefer it to be one just over the course of a season? Um, I, I don't like I don't like it so much because I believe because it's a league and because it's done in a way where um, you play 34 games, you play the whole season. Um, there has to be the prize of finishing the top, you know, which here it's, it's not so much because you have to go through into the playoffs and then, you, you know, we always see so many teams that finish in the in the top and, and win the league side of it, uh, get knocked out, you know, very early or, you know, within a couple of rounds. So that's the difficulty part because you, you work all year and you put in all the effort and you, you do all the work behind the scenes and you play great football during the season uh, and it, it, it doesn't give you the, 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 I guess, the achievement of winning the cup. Um, so it's difficult, but it also makes it exciting. That's the other key. Um, on, on one side of it, that's it. But on the other side of it is it makes it uh, exciting that now you win the league or you, you finish in the top two but then you have to go on and you know it's going to come down to two teams and only there's only going to be one team lift, lifting that cup so it does make it, a, it more exciting um, in the way of if you're going to win the MLS cup it's only going to come down to one team so it does make it exciting in that way So is Robert Earnshaw there who, who did you speak to from the Houston side? Steve? We spoke to Giles Barnes and we talked to Will Bruin. Um, we asked them a couple questions about their team and then also we asked them as well, what do they see in the Whitecaps that can help them make a long run? Uh, because Houston has had a history of making runs into the playoffs and stuff like that. So we asked them those two questions and um, we also asked Will Bruin, who uh, is becoming a free agent, what he wants to do uh, with his newfound freedom or so-called freedom. So let's hear now from Giles Barnes and Will Bruin. Obviously not getting in the playoffs is obviously disappointing, um, highly disappointing. Um, it's been a bit of a rollercoaster season. We've had really high highs and we've had low lows. Um, it's been a learning experience, learning curve. You know, We've got a lot of young players, a lot of new players. Uh, um, so, you know, we have to head into the off-season, whatever everyone's plans may be, um, you know, and come back swinging next year. Do you feel like uh, because MLS is so, like, you know, it's so much, there's so much parity in it that there is a chance, you know, to, for, to swing this around really quickly next year with a few additions? Of course there is, you know. Uh, that's, that's, that's football in general, you know. Um, as I said, I think it's been hard times, you know, with international duties, injuries, suspensions that we've had to deal with at key times. Um, so there's been high highs and there's been low lows, but at the end of the day, we didn't make the playoffs. So obviously, we have to we have to uh, we have to correct that. If there's one thing on or off the pitch that you feel like you need to improve on, um, what would that be? Um, you know, maybe take a little bit of softness out of us um, when we go a, a goal down. Um, I'd like to see us come out swinging a little bit more. Um, but you know, as I said, it's a uh, for me, it's the young players that have come in this year, they've done really well. Um, and I think the, the club's got a lot to, to look forward to um, in, the, in the future. 
or obviously Eric Torres came halfway through the season. Uh, having him for a full camp and everything and get used to him is that going to be that's obviously going to be a big benefit for you guys going forward. Too. Obviously, yeah, he's a he's a good player. You know, um, unfortunately, he came a little bit later than everyone expected. Um, and you know, there's that settling in period that you're always going to have to have when you're going into a new club. But you know, he'll come in uh, raring to go. He's a great kid. Um, he works. He works hard. He's a very very likable guy as well. So. Um, he'll be looking forward to get his feet under the table preseason and then going from there. Um, obviously, uh, like you said, not, not in the playoffs is a big disappointment. But at this point, do you shut everything like football-wise out, or do you kind of peek in and see what the playoffs are going on, what's going on in there? I think you have to have a have a look. You know, um, you have to just see what the teams that are in there, why they're in there, um, and you know, because that's where we want to be. So you got to watch, you got to look, and you got you got to learn. Um, and you got to have that bit of disappointment inside you as well, watching another team hurting you. Um, you know, definitely for me, fucking watching the playoffs is going to be hurting me. The second year in the row that we didn't make it. Um, as I said, uh, next year I'm sure the club's going to be going to be in there. Um, obviously, you play the Whitecaps today. What's one or two things about them that you that are positive that could help them make a long run into the playoffs? Uh, they've got youth, um, so they've always got bundles of energy. Um, you know, they like to play football. They're, a very good counter-attacking team, and uh, Robbo's got them well rehearsed. Perfect, thanks a lot. Cool. So, um, first of all, your overall thoughts on the game and how it went for you guys. Obviously, disappointment in the end, but a strong first half. Yeah, I thought, uh, aside from the first 10, 15 minutes, when they had some chances, Joe made some big saves, hit the crossbar, um, then we settled into the game. We, we connected passes. I thought we, uh, we played well. And then um, it's just a case of... Once they scored the first goal, we kind of just put our heads down. And I mean, you can say, oh, it's the last game of the year. We're not in the playoffs. Kind of just bend over. But, you know, it was we got to respond better than that, no matter the, the circumstances. And um, obviously, it's it's been a difficult year with all the, you know, it's inter- yeah. like Giles was talking about, all the international duty yeah, and, the, and exactly. the suspensions and everything like that. Uh, but do you feel like with... MLS being so parody that there's a chance to really turn this around really quickly for Houston. Oh, for sure. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that we'd be sitting right here and not in the playoffs at the end of the year, I would have taken a bet against you. But, um, you know, that's the way MLS goes sometimes. And like he's, like Giles said, we had a lot of guys leave for international duty. That's more minutes on their legs, more travel. We had guys suspensions and injuries. So, um, I mean, knock on wood, I'm not sure it could get much worse, but you can only go up. But, um, you know, we got all the pieces, maybe add a few things here or there, and um, and I think we're we're up there. We I'd take us against anybody in the playoffs right now. From a personal point of view, um, uh, you know, as things to be out of the playoffs, do you, like, try to shut down football out of your, you know, conscience right now for a bit and then get into it later, But or do you really want to keep an eye on what's going on in the playoffs? I'll... I'll probably just look at the scores. I'm not going to say I'm going to sit down and watch every single game because it's going to kind of just piss me off, say we should be playing. But, um, you know, I'll definitely keep an eye on it for sure. But I'm not going to be like, oh, I can't wait to watch the playoff game. You, you personally yourself, um, I believe your your contract is over. You were drafted by the Houston right off, yeah. coming out of college and everything. You know, obviously, MLS doesn't have the you know the free freest yeah. of you know yeah. those kind of things. But um, is it is it more important to you get settled in quickly, or are you going to be possibly exploring options too? Um, I want to win um, first and foremost. I want to be part of a championship team, so um, I'm going to keep all my options open. I'm not locked into one thing, but obviously, I've spent my whole professional career with Houston, so I'll. Um, Give them first say. Talk to them as it's as it's ongoing right now. But um, I mean, I'm not I'm not shutting anything out. That's for sure. 
Um, you know, obviously, losing to Vancouver today, but uh, if you can tell us, like, maybe a couple things about Vancouver that um, could lead them to a possible long run. You, uh, Houston has been known to make yeah. long runs in the past. Uh, what, what do they have that can, you know, help them? Well, I'm sure that 3-0 win right there probably going to give them some momentum going into the playoffs. It's all about uh, hitting your stride at the white at the right time. Um, Vancouver's dangerous on counters, turnovers in the middle, and they're gone. Yes, they got up. lots. They got quick guys out wide that can get behind, get crosses in, score goals, and you see how things can change like that. If you uh, win the ball in your end, you can be right down and score, like kind of like that third goal. But um, you know, the confidence is, will definitely be high for them after this game going to the playoffs. And that's with you know with the parity in MLS, it's all about who's feeling good and who's playing the best. Perfect. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks. Let them know who's the dynamo. Who's the dynamo? Who's the dynamo? So, I've been putting this rumour out for a while and we didn't speak to him about it on the record because obviously he was never going to actually physically talk about that on the record but there are lots of links linking Will Bruin to Vancouver Whitecaps for next season. Now that he is exploring his options and says that he wants to be with a winning team for me, it's a, it's a done deal. <laughs> did well, well, did, he, did he give you any hint off the record? No, scene? no, he didn't give anything like that. He was, it, 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 he couldn't do. He, I don't think he would, anyways. But, um, but he had heard some rumors linking him with Vancouver before. He heard stories, but that's story. Everybody hears stories. Yeah. All you have to hear is one what, person tweeted. Yeah, out I, I think year. it's nice that he listens to our podcast. <laughs> it's, it's basically what I was coming from that. But uh, Robbo is a fan of Will Bruin. Uh, He'd be he'd be an ideal complement to Octavio Rivero too. Yeah. Like everybody thinks Octavio Rivero is a physical big striker, he's but Rivero is really a technical striker who is able to head the ball in and play physical sometimes. But if you have a guy like Will Bruin there, you take a little pressure off that physical yeah. side, and he could be that physical. And even Rivero could slip into a ten roll sometimes. Well, if he, they need to, he's definitely needing help up there. There was also rumors in the Honduran press this week that Kyoto from CD Olympia is a big target for the Whitecaps. They must have liked what they saw. Yeah. Either that or he really likes the healthcare in Canada. I'm not too sure what. I, I'm just hoping he signs so I can do lots of headline puns about Kyoto Treaty and stuff like that. I mean, it, it should be good. But, I mean, Rivero definitely needs a, a little bit of help. He came close to scoring against Houston. Third minute. Nice work by Teixeira. Ball came across. Rivero heads it. Fantastic save by Joe Willis. Yeah, he recovered on that one. Um... But what that goal could have meant, well, apart from it meaning a more relaxed afternoon, I think, for everyone in BC Place, but what that would have done for Rivero's confidence is huge just now. And the worry that I've got for Rivero is he is playing through this Achilles injury, which is dangerous to do because it's like he could just make it a lot worse. But we don't have anyone else now. I mean, it, we don't know that Matix has got a concussion, but he de definitely did have a head knock. Yeah. So no one's ever confirmed exactly what it is. But there's no one to take that weight off off Rivera now unless we look at Earnshaw possibly doing it but I mean we've been waiting for it what do you think Har is he going to come good now that the postseason's here start the season with a blast is Rivera going to finish it in the same explosive manner no I think he needs some help from some surrounding players like a like a Pedro or Teixeira or Nico right now those guys are, yeah Kukuda but those guys are hobbled they've got injuries and as you mentioned, Rivero's got the Achilles, so he's not on top form right now. He could still score. Well, to be fair, he, he wasn't still... on top form without the Achilles. Yeah. He could still score goals, but I don't see him going on the kind of tear we saw to start his MLS season. And, of course, we know defenders are going to be 
eyeing him and keeping close contact. And that might be the reason because the defenders are eyeing, uh, like keeping an eye on him, marking him a little closer, might give yeah. mo- other guys more space. Well, I think he was a bit of an unknown quantity to us as well as to the opposition. It's yeah. like coming in, we didn't know what to expect from him, and he was fantastic. He still has the miss of the season before he each find the score sheet with that, that miss against Toronto. And he also had the goal of the season too from the one inch line. Yes. That, that's going that's to be, hi- be high up in the AFTN's end of season awards I think. But our end of season awards are going to have to be put on hold for a bit because the Whitecaps are playing till at least November the 8th. So they're going to kick off their semi-final first leg on the road and we know it's going to be in one of three places. It's either going to be against Cascadian rivals Seattle or Portland or it's going to be a trip to LA yeah, so they stay on the west coast they do not have to change time zones at least fantastic for that it also then means a, a home game on November the 8th which if it's against one of the Cascadia rivals could they remove the tarps and have a 27,000 on the bottom will they remove the tarps on the top No, we'll not, constantly we will constantly nagging remove, Bobby Lenarduzzi as she was after the game today we will not remove the tarps I don't think they'll remove the tarps up top but what did Bobby say to you Har? I asked Bobby on Monday as well at training he wants to see who the Caps are going to play in the playoffs kind of analyze stuff but they've had years and years to analyze it know what, how fast they sell the tickets who buys them how quickly I think if they want to open up the top, maybe not the whole top upper bowl, but even part of it, no, they've got no, no. two weeks to promote it. No, no. They you cannot open t- part of the upper bowl. You either open all of it yeah. or you open none of it. Well, then they're well, not going to open it then. That, they're not doing that's it That's fine. I think they shouldn't cool. open it. I, I'm all for them opening the bottom having 27,000. 27, they should not open 20. the top. If it's Seattle, it's just going to be packed full of Seattle fans. If it's Portland, there's a chance of that as well. LA, not so much. But you don't want to have an increased attendance just for folk that aren't going to add to the atmosphere for me. But we don't know what the Whitecaps are thinking in regards to that. 27,000, bottom tier only, is the way I would go for any one of those three opponents. You can't, you can't jump from... Because uh, you you, you got to understand that they have to be prepared to have sec- extra security well, here. more costs. And more costs. And everything as well. That's the other so, reason you can't open the top. Although we did see it in the Women's World Cup for the early matches that opened the top but there was no concessions open, which was a giant pain because yeah. anyone that wanted anything to eat and had the cheap tickets, which was a lot of folk, had to then go downstairs and then back up again. So it was miserable. I don't think they'll likely open up the upper bowl, so yeah. we'll put that to bed. Hopefully we'll also see Ellie put Seattle to bed to knock them out because for me, Seattle is the hottest team in the Western Conference in the playoffs right now. Yeah, Let's go, let's go, let's go prediction-wise. Uh, should, do you want to do that yeah, right okay. now? Yeah, okay. Let's, 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 look, at the, let's look at the playing rounds then. Yeah. So, Wednesday it all kicks off. Seattle hosting LA and folk might not know this but in the dying seconds of KC's 2-1 win over LA, Jizzy, as I like to call him, Jizzy Zardes had a shot cleared off the line for LA they would have given them a 2 all draw Which and the fourth spot and yeah. the home playoff against Seattle. Fine lines, as Carol Robinson always likes to say. that first KC goal was offside. Yeah. So, Seattle hosting LA. LA got the better of Seattle in Seattle when it was the Western Conference final last year. I was down at that game. Who's going to win? LA or Seattle? I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go with LA. The reason why is... I know everybody's saying Seattle's on form. Seattle is playing RSL, 
right? And under so, strength, RSL uh, without Nick with, Romando and it, Kyle Beckham. And another, uh, probably a couple other players too weren't playing in that game either. So, and I, I'm sure Seattle took off the gas too. So, I, I'm second half, they probably didn't play to their full potential. LA, two straight losses. I don't see them losing three in a row. I don't know, even if it's whether it's on, they're all on the road or not, but I just don't see LA losing three, especially with it being yeah. full. The LA only, have struggled on the road all year. It's though. true, but they have kind of had a good time in, L, in Seattle in the past. So, um, it, it, I think it all depends. Honestly, on whether Steven Gerrard um, is able to play a defensive game, because if he doesn't come back and play defensive, there's a. I was watching the post game show, uh, uh, decision day post game show, and they were showing a couple of things where he does not come back very much defensively, and that's where people are concerned that LA is not going to be able to handle um, Martins and and Dempsey. Like that's where the, if they don't have the support of their holding midfielders coming back and helping out there, it could be a long day. But I'm going to go with LA. Long answer. What about you, Har? <laughs> I will also go with the Los Angeles like Galaxy, and I will go with a two-one Los Angeles win with Giovanni Dos Santos scoring the winner. LA has had success in Seattle. I do not see them losing three matches in a row. Bruce Arena's got a lot of fire under his team. They're going to go in and beat a dysfunctional Seattle team 2-1. Talking of fire, and before I give my prediction, do you see either of those two managers being fired if they do not advance? Siggy Schmidt, I would give a bigger chance of being fired. Bruce Arena has had success, so... I think they, I think he would stay. I think he, I don't think I don't see any chance he's fired. No, uh, but Siggy Schmidt. Hey, I, I we think could maybe a, see him stepping upstairs. Yeah, I, I, I do see Siggy Schmidt definitely f- better chance of being fired out of the two. Huh? If I may, I think Siggy Schmidt will be fired or mutually released, whether Seattle wins or loses. The MLS Cup or the playoff that game. So, I think he's not back next year. Oh, okay, oh gotcha. no matter what. Oh, okay. That, if they went on to win the MLS Cup... That's a good way to go out, though, yeah, if you think of it. He it is. Would be an intro- of course, there's a chance he could maybe become the US national team manager, since everyone seems to want to Klinsman. And Bruce Arena, as well, has been rumoured with that. True, and he ha- he was there before. He has been there before. Yeah. He knows the rodeo. And there was lots of rumours Jason Christ might be heading to Seattle. Yeah. And his G- old GM, that down, though. his yeah. old GM is there too, so the, that's yeah. why the reason why people. And Christ might be out at New York, and who was it that was coming in from Man City? Pellegrini. No, no, it was one of the former <laughs> players. Patrick Vieira. Oh yeah, Patrick Vieira. Yeah, that would be an absolute <laughs> nightmare move. I, that sounds like the English tabloids. Yeah, uh, making a guy stuff that's up. never played in MLS <laughs> doesn't know about MLS. I mean, you very rarely see managers come in from overseas and do well in MLS with no knowledge of it. Owen Coyle this year coming in, didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Carroll... Despite a talented roster. Yeah, I mean, Carroll Robinson learned his trade here for a couple of years as a player and as assistant and then put that to to good measure. Okay. Anyway. So let's go to the other match. Oh, you're sorry. My my prediction is actually a Seattle win and I think they're going to win 3-1. 3-1 or 3-0. There we got Portland and Kansas City. Sporting Kansas City. Yeah, now, that's a big one for me because I want us to play Portland so that we are away in Portland next weekend because it's my wedding anniversary weekend and it would be a great little trip to take the wife and the dog. Why not LA? It's warmer. I can't take the dog. Okay. Uh, um, I have... And LA might be... So you, do, you, do you think it's, uh, LA, I mean, Portland wins or do you I, think it's Sporting? I think Portland will win. I think it's going to be 2-1. I think it's going to be tight. 
Kansas City are going to be buoyed after that win over LA, but they made hard work of it, and LA could have had the game put to bed, but they, they wasted a few chances. I just think Portland are just going to have what it takes to squeak through. They're always good in the closing minutes down there under pressure. I, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll do it. And for me, I think that's what we want as well, because that is the easier route for the Whitecaps to have. Yeah. I got I got actually sporting winning this one. Um, the reason why is because similar to um, the LA thing, they had they had a tougher opponent this week. They they're kind of it, it, they're not, they didn't take anything off. They were they were still they had a tough opponent, tough game. I'm not I didn't watch all of Colorado Portland. We saw highlights during the game, but but they were playing the tougher game. I and the thing is, Sporting always seems to play better against tougher opponents. Um, they they like like we've said before, they drop against Colorado, they drop against San Jose, but you know they beat. LA, and I think they will beat Portland. I will take Caleb Porter and his box of tissues in a 2-0 Portland Timbers win over Sporting Kansas City. I think Portland is the hottest Western Conference team going into the playoffs. They rolled LA. They put, they put up four goals today. So they're, they're cruising. They're playing at home. That stadium's going to be rocking. And Sporting Kansas City is basically going the other direction. Yes, they beat Los Angeles, but you mentioned those those goals. Bit circumstantial. They benched Benny Freehalper, brought him in in the second Which half. Which was crazy. He I did didn't score, get didn't that. he score? I believe he scored. He's, he's no. no, he set up Don Dwyer. No, okay, Don Dwyer got their second. He set up the goal. Which I had tweeted that uh, I actually forgive him for marrying Sidney LaRue now, but most people that replied no, had not. You had a positive comment regarding women's soccer? No. Just... <laughs> Dom Dwyer. I mean, I, I would... That's close enough. I would marry Sydney LaRue. My wife might have something to say about it. Actually, Anyways, Sydney might have something to say about it. I'm going with the Timbers 2-0. So, according to you, Steve, it looks like if you went for KC, they would play Dallas. So then we would be playing LA. LA. Yeah. And Har, you see us playing Portland, which I do as well. No one sees us really playing Seattle. But for me, what, what the good thing is, like, if Portland win then it doesn't matter who wins between LA and Seattle. They're playing Dallas. Mm -hmm. So then you've got three really strong teams battling for that one spot in the Western Conference Final. And that's great from the Whitecaps' point of view. We just have to beat Mr. Sad Caleb Porter with all his tears. And I just hope they make him really cry. (laughs) And I hope they win down in Portland and then celebrate on the pitch in front of the fans just to get him really riled up for the second leg. And kind of ruin their celebration, their tradition, yeah. the whole wave to the fans. So yep, w- waving around. their logs yeah. about, which is disgusting. Okay, and so, do you want to quickly go Eastern Conference? Because no, got... who cares about the Eastern Conference? Okay, let's do that then. Okay, so uh, the one that we don't really care about, probably, out of all four of the games... Yep, this, Toronto, this, Montreal. No, oh. DC United, uh, uh, New England. Uh, probably the least... Um, well, well, probably, probably a lot of people probably have one way predicted considering the score today. Columbus beating DC United five nothing. Yeah, what happened with that? Yeah. Ethan so, Finley. So basically five. Uh, so so uh, I I would go New England. Yeah, I'd go New England as well. I will go with the New England Patriots. I mean Revolution. Yeah. Yes, Har is a big supporter of of New England teams and Boston teams. If people don't Not know that. Not the Bruins. I hate the Bruins. Oh, that I didn't know. I thought it was all teams. It's like me with San Francisco. Har is like Boston. Okay, and then the other one, the Toronto Montreal. Giovinco or Drogba? If Drogba <laughs> is healthy, and yeah, he Montreal was, will win. He was limping a little bit there at the end. 
why they did not take him off, I do not know. Although Nigel Rio Coker was looking gassed, so it seemed to be a case of an injured Drogba was better than a gassed Nigel Rio Coker. Yeah. And by gassed, I don't mean drunk. No. 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 No bike racks were, were no, hurt no, 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 no. in Montreal today. I will go with Rio Coker, Drogba, and the Montreal Impact. And the MLS post-game show actually went for Montreal getting all the way to what, the MLS Cup one and of them, winning it. One of them. Matt Doyle. He's Luke. Yes, yes, Matt Doyle did. And uh, the other one, Thomas Rogan, had him going to the semifinals or of the MLS, Eastern Conference Finals. I have Montreal beating Toronto, which is amazing considering they have four DPs. Uh, yeah, players, and it's like Toronto spend all that money and they just make sixth spot well, by five points. And but I guarantee it, you, all the Toronto fans are very happy right now that they finished yeah, sixth. They finished sixth, but it just pleases me no end that as of right now, they do not have a home playoff game. So, looking ahead to the conference semi finals, I'm hoping it's going to be, as we said, Vancouver against Portland, just because it's the easier route. So, let, let's just quickly look at all three scenarios. If it's Vancouver versus Portland, very winnable. I see them doing that. Vancouver, Seattle, I have fears about that because I think Seattle's going to be so strong down there and they're already strong up here. And LA, I think, are very beatable. So my my preference would be Portland first, then LA, bizarrely, which I wouldn't have said a few weeks ago, and then Seattle would be the last team I want to actually face off against. I agree with that. I'm going to go with a Dallas-Columbus MLS final. Which wasn't the question. I don't care. Okay. Okay. So, (laughs) do you not care who the Whitecaps get in the semi-final, or do you just not see them winning no matter who they get? You just don't... Shaking her head. Shaking head on the podcast, audio podcast does not help. Okay, I see the Whitecaps season coming to an end on November 8th. Well, it's the last time we have Miss Doom and Gloom on the podcast, I think. Your usual Mr. Doom and Gloom. I know, but I am on strong medication after my tooth extractions yesterday. I don't think they can score enough goals. They've got to rely on David Outset. They've got a point. young team. Very little MLS playoff but experience. But hey, if yeah. you go preseason, mission accomplished. But as... as <laughs> they they, got the whole they playoff don't game. have Eric Hurtado. Darren Maddox is their top playoff performer. Exactly, so it's like two pluses. Those two guys are not here. Who are I, they going to depend on? Robert Urshaw. If anybody watched the halftime entertainment at BC Place today, I am almost convinced that Darren Maddox was inside that yellow ball. Yep. And if anyone didn't see it, they had this shambles of a game, um, which contest. you had to contest. You, had to, you were dressed as a football, you had to run to the other end of the pitch and put the ball in the back of the net. This yellow ball guy had an open net and missed it, then they give him the ball back, and then he hit the post. So I'm pretty sure that was done. But anyway, that's our thoughts looking ahead. We'll know a little bit more once we know what the all, how all the permutations kind of play out. Before we go, though, let's just have a quick round the table as to who you think is going to win the MLS Cup. We already got Harz. <laughs> she sees Dallas beating Columbus in the final. Obviously in Dallas. For me, if the Whitecaps can win the Western Conference and New York do not win the Eastern Conference, the MLS Cup Final is at BC Place. <laughs> it would be you a miracle. You are really on a lot of drugs today, Michael. I, I am. I'm quite happy and high. Um, yeah. What do you think, Steve? I think it's so hard to tell right now, but 
just off the top of my head, I'm going to go L.A. And I'm going to go Columbus. And I'm going to go with a Columbus win. Well, if Columbus win, I, I can play my favourite song. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, let's see how all this plays out. Is that the rap song? Yeah. That's an inappropriate song. I got to play that in full when I did my music podcast and I marked it explicit just so I could play that whole song. <laughs> so I think that's about it for this podcast. I have to kind of go home and, and take some more medication. But before I do that, Steve, just let everyone know where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. You can find me on Twitter at HardJournalist and you can read my Whitecap stuff on Red, Ni- Red Nation Online. And you can read my women's soccer stuff at Equalizer Soccer. That includes my story on Marta and Brazil from this Wednesday when I was in Seattle and the match recap. And just today at halftime, I had a lovely chat with Tony Readings, the New Zealand women's soccer coach. So that Former will be Wimbledon player. AFC Wimbledon, yes. And so that story will be on, up on Equalizer uh, this week as soon as I contact the editor. And I'm Michael McCall. You can find all my stuff on AFTN.ca, away from the numbers. Also, Whitecaps beat reporter for MLSsoccer.com. Follow our stuff as well on Twitter. You can get me at AFTN Canada. And if you want to send us anything, money, presents, or just some thoughts on the show or input, you can send us an email at AFTNCanada at Hotmail.com. So until next time, as always, thanks for listening. Take care. Mon the second place caps. And don't do drugs, kids. Leave them for Michael. Whee! Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life. Ten minutes left. Yeah, but-